In the news today, the search is underway for a driver involved in a five-vehicle crash. Yeah, some teenagers involved, Ryan, and it was quite the scene here last night with several smashed-up cars, even a motorcycle that was involved. The petting zoo and other animal exhibits at the San Diego County Fair are shut down after a two-year-old boy who visited was infected with E. coli. This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good Monday morning, everyone. Today is July 1st, and I'm Jess Berganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. New day, new month, and we're talking about a new week that actually starts really nice as we get a little break from all the unsettled weather we had over the weekend. As you plan for this Monday, it's mostly sunny, beautiful. The only note is we will have increasing clouds by the mid to late afternoon, but it's still dry and high of 83 degrees. When I say today is dry, not only do we get a break from the showers, but we get a break from the humidity. So if your yard is finally dry enough, today's a great day to get out there, do some yard work. You don't have to worry about all that heat and humidity because it does roll back in in a few days. So tonight we're back down to mostly cloudy skies, 63 degrees, and there is a chance shower Tuesday, but it's still largely dry with some sunshine, a high of 84. It's going to be the heat and humidity already by Wednesday, a high of 88 degrees that were close to 90 for the 4th of July. So when we stay dry Wednesday, the 4th could be a little wet with an isolated shower or a thunderstorm. Otherwise, it's some sunshine and that heat and humidity that continues right through Friday, a high of 91 to wrap up the work week. Looking ahead for the weekend, we're still hot on Saturday, a high of 88 with a chance thunderstorm or two. And then we're drying out by Sunday, a comfy high of 82 degrees. That's your updated Storm Tracker forecast. Here's today's top headlines. Happening now, Albany police searching for a driver who ran from them after hitting several cars. This happened last night on Judson Street. New NBC's Mary Wilson joins us live in Albany with more on who was arrested during all of this. Mary, good morning. Yeah, some teenagers involved, Ryan, and it was quite the scene here last night with several smashed up cars, even a motorcycle that was involved in this collision after a driver fled from a routine traffic stop on 1st Street, eventually made their way here to Judson Street where they crashed. This was around 640 last night. The suspect struck three parked cars, even a motorcycle that someone was on at the time. They now have minor injuries from the crash, the motorcycle rider that is. After wrecking the car, that driver took off on foot, according to police, leaving two teen passengers in the car, 13 and 14 year old boys. Officers found two loaded handguns in the car. Albany Police Public Information Officer Steve Smith tells News 10 they are expected to be charged with criminal possession of a weapon because of that. Their names, though, not being released because they are so young. We've been trying to check in with Albany Police Department all morning long. Still no word yet on if this suspect is still at large. He was as of late last night, but that's something we are still working to follow up on. We'll bring you the latest just as soon as we learn it. For now, live in Albany, I'm Mary Wilson, News 10, ABC. All right, Mary, thank you for the update. New details in the death of a 16-year-old who was killed in a crash early Saturday morning. We're now learning that Hayden Bush was a student at Hadley Luzerne Central Schools. Saratoga County Sheriff's deputies say Hayden Bush crashed his car into a tree along Antone Mountain Road in Hadley. He was the only person in the vehicle and the cause of that crash remains under investigation this morning. Senator Chuck Schumer calling on the federal government to speed up the investigation into those recent mysterious deaths of Americans vacationing in the Dominican Republic. At least nine Americans have died there since April. Dozens of others have fallen seriously ill. Many of the patients reporting a heart attack, shortness of breath after consuming alcohol, leading investigators to look into tainted or illegal drinks. So Senator Schumer is asking the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, as well as the CDC, to get involved. 
Well, to mark World Pride Day yesterday, Governor Cuomo signed legislation banning the gay and trans panic legal defense. It will prohibit people accused of violent crimes from using homophobia and transphobia as a viable defense strategy in court. The bill was a key part of his 2019 justice agenda. And hey, Tesla's big uh, federal tax credit starting to be slashed, dropping to just $1,875. Now, buyers of those plug-in vehicles, both pure electrics and plug-in hybrids, were eligible for a $7,500 tax credit. But once a manufacturer has sold 200,000 of those cars to U.S. buyers, that credit starts to get phased out. So Tesla's tax credit is going to disappear entirely at the beginning of 2020. Get him while you can to at least claim part of it, right? And hey, a piece of summer nostalgia has a big birthday today. The Malta drive-in turned 70. Just one of about 350 drive-ins left operating here in the U.S. It opened in 1949 with a double feature of Abbott and Costello's The News Hangs High and Roy Rogers in On the Old Spanish Trail. Or Ben Ryan will be visiting the Malta drive-in this morning with more, so stay tuned for that. Happening today, Victory Christian Church in Albany beginning its summer lunch program for the 20th straight year. Children can receive a free meal daily from 11 until 1 p.m. at the JC Club located at 63 Quail Street. Yay, Pastor Charlie. All right, and we want to continue to celebrate the spirit of giving year-round, right? So tell us about an individual group or organization that's doing just that. Shoot us an email to news at news10.com. Leave it on social media, but be sure to use that hashtag givingon10 so we can highlight those stories on air and online. This morning, the petting zoo and other animal exhibits at the San Diego County Fair are shut down after a two-year-old boy who visited was infected with E. coli and died. Yeah, our family should not have to worry about that. That's, you know, you're there to have a good time, and, uh, and, and this just was really, really sad. Jedediah King Cabezuela visited the fair on June 15th. His family says he washed his hands after visiting the petting zoo, but still got sick. Health officials saying a rare complication from the infection killed the toddler nine days later. Our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts go out to the family. Inspectors testing all areas of the fair, determining the bacteria likely came from one of the animal exhibits. Unfortunately, when you do have uh, livestock or animals, there is a potential inherent risk. Health officials say three other children between 9 and 13 years old also showed signs of E. coli infections. Officials explaining that in at least two of the cases, the children did not wash their hands after being around animals at the fair, though there were signs urging visitors to do so, as well as soap and water stations. It's really important when you attend any kind of event that involves animals that you wash your hands. To keep yourself and your family safe from E. coli, the CDC also suggests leaving strollers outside of areas housing animals, not eating or drinking around animals, and avoiding sitting or playing inside exhibits. The rest of the San Diego County Fair remains open, and officials say the other children who were infected are recovering. Marcy Gonzalez, ABC News, Los Angeles. Now this next budget-friendly activity is not for anyone who's claustrophobic. Now this one is definitely off the beaten path, caving. And all around the capital region, there are quite a number of caves hidden away. My first stop, Clarksville Cave. A recommendation that I have for you before you do this is definitely use the restroom because you're walking about half a mile before you get to the entrance to the cave. 
Kim Verner and her family have been living across the street from the exit of the cave for 20 years. Families, groups, camp groups, organizations coming in and out of the caves for this whole time. And they would come out and just be like completely muddy and you know they've been in there and having a good time. This one is owned by a cave conservancy and they really advocate to go in. Well, in their caves, you have to go in with someone professional. Now, if you're more of a beginner like me, you might want to start at Howe Caverns. They offer cool guided tours starting at $25 for adults to $13 for kids. I think I'm going to have to take the day to explore this one. Reporting from Howe's Cave, Cassie Hudson, News 10 ABC. Do you enjoy starting the day with a wake-up rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcasts app. It helps other people find the show and make sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or wake up with 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4.30.